Turn with me to 1 Timothy chapter 1. We're going to read together 1 Timothy chapter 1. We're going to read from verse 12 through to 17. Now this is written by a man that knew the law perfectly better than most people. And yet when he meets with the Lord Jesus Christ, everything changes to the utmost and it should change that much in our lives as well. And I thank Christ Jesus our Lord who has enabled me because he counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry. See that Paul didn't do it himself, Jesus Christ put him into the ministry. Although I was formerly a blasphemer, persecutor and an insolent man, or a violently arrogant man, it says in the margin. But I obtained mercy because I did it ignorantly in unbelief. And the grace of our Lord Jesus was exceedingly abundant with faith and love which are in Christ Jesus. This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptance that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am chief. There's the great apostle Paul. That's what he says. However, for this reason I obtain mercy that in me first Jesus Christ might show all long-suffering as a pattern to those who are going to believe on him for everlasting life. Now to the King eternal, immortal, invisible, to God who alone is wise, be glory and honour forever and ever. Amen. And the text for this morning, it comes from 2 Corinthians 9.15, where it says, Thanks be to God for this indescribable gift. Or in the New Living Translation, it says it this way, Thank God for this gift, too wonderful for words. The same apostle talks about the whole area to the Galatian believers when he talks in Galatians 6, 11 to 18, that he would boast or glory only in the cross of Christ, not in gifting, not in knowledge, not in ability to do all kinds of things, just glory in the cross of Christ. The argument in these verses was over circumcision that avails nothing. Paul indicates here that what mattered most was a new creation. And the only way that we can become a new creation is to go to the Lord Jesus Christ at the cross and say, I'm a sinner, will you accept me? And he will. Dear brothers and sisters, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. That's how he finishes that particular area. Let's pray together. Father, we come into your presence and Lord, we are so blessed. We are so blessed, Lord, that we are looking back at the cross. We are looking back at the love that God had for mankind, that he gave his only begotten son. And Father, I pray this morning as I bring the word, I pray not only for myself in being able to bring it in such a way that it's going to bring understanding, I pray for all the hearers of the word. Father, that they might mix the word of God with faith and thereby profit from the word. Father, I pray that you will have your way and that it will not come back to your void, but you'll accomplish all that you purpose to do with it 
for I ask it in Jesus' name. Okay, so the reason, or one of the main reasons that I want to bring this word this morning is that people would live in the greatest sense of thankfulness for what Jesus Christ did on the cross at Calvary. The Apostle Paul was continually amazed at the greatness of God's goodness in Christ Jesus. And that grace in the Amplified says it like this, unmerited favour and blessing. And our Lord was exceedingly abundant with faith and love which are in Christ Jesus. Paul found it beyond his ability to comprehend why God should love him as chief of sinners. He just couldn't comprehend it, but he really embraced what Jesus Christ had done for him. Paul would have been very much at home with a songwriter who said, I stand amazed in his presence of Jesus the Nazarene and wonder how he could love me, a sinner condemned unclean. No wonder the, the chorus goes, how marvellous, how wonderful, and my song shall ever be. How marvellous, how wonderful is my Saviour's love for me. Do we totally comprehend the love that Jesus Christ has for us? This is what I'm trying to bring across, maybe in a, in a greater way than you've ever understood before. That's my prayer. The Apostle Paul did not have the words to describe his gratitude of heart as he considered God's indescribable, wonderful gift to him through Jesus Christ. And because he died on that cruel cross, let's not take for granted God's awesome grace and abundant goodness. Let us instead stand amazed with Paul. Stand amazed. And be sure to always look for how we may glorify God for his goodness. You know, being thankful to God brings change to our lives. It really does. If we really think about it and say, God, I just want to be grateful this day, it's going to bring change to your life. God's gift is indescribably wonderful because of the unfailing love that thought of it. Our salvation was born in the heart of a loving God. God loves us not because we are lovely or lovable, but because God is love. That's the reason why. Love caused God to rescue people from the wastes of sin. That's what he did. Love caused God to call Abraham to be his redemptive servant. Love. Love caused God to rescue the Israelites out of Egypt. Love caused God to call the prophets to be his spokesmen. Love caused God to inspire the psalmist to sing. All came from love. God's gift is indescribable because of the love that brought it about. How, how can you begin to imagine giving your only son? Love is in the heart of God conceived the idea of the only begotten Son becoming man. For God so loved the world, it was because of the love that the next part came along. Love selected a maiden to be the mother of the Christ. Love brought the Saviour into the lives of all humankind. Love motivated Jesus' life from the very beginning. Remember when he went in as, into the temple as a 12-year-old boy and the parents thought, where's he gone? And all of a sudden he was, he was able to say to his mum and dad, didn't you know that I had to be about my father's business? 
Amazing. Love motivated Jesus, sorry, love caused him to perform miracles of healing and deliverance and to speak words of encouragement as well as words of warning. All came out of love. God's gift is indescribably wonderful because of the love that wrought it on the cross. He didn't talk about it, he demonstrated it. The death of Jesus Christ can be viewed from many different perspectives. The apostles of our Lord saw it as the greatest personal tragedy that had ever happened in their lives. It was a cruel, inhumane murder of their dearest and most precious friend. It was the defeat of all their plans, hopes and dreams for the future. Just put yourself in their shoes for a minute. That's why I said it's so good to be able to look back and see it's all been done for us. But what about going through it? Christ's death on the cross was a horrible, indescribable shock to his mother and the women who stood near the cross. Can you imagine a mother standing at the cross and seeing your son on the cross, beaten to not being able to recognize him at all, and here he is dying and you are powerless to do anything about it except weep. To the scribes, Pharisees and the high priest, Jesus' death was felt to be a great personal victory. They had succeeded in accomplishing their plans to put to death the man who really troubled their authority and their status. From the viewpoint of the Romans or the Roman soldiers, it was just another routine execution. To the idle passerby, it was a horrible experience that you just had to hurry past and get it out of your sight. But something mysterious was happening that day. Out of the darkness of the ages past streamed from heaven another radiant beam, as we find it in Colossians 1, 13 to 16. God was in the process of delivering mankind from the power of darkness, held from ages past, carrying us over into the kingdom of the Son of his love in whom we have redemption through his shed blood, the forgiveness of sins, because of the cross. There's people today say, don't talk about the cross, it's too gory, it's too horrible. Without the cross, we have no hope. Without the resurrection, we are all meant to be most pitied. That's why we call it the weekend of Easter, because it didn't just stop on Friday. It goes on, and the resurrection is so much part of our Christian life. One of the two thieves who was crucified with Jesus radically changed his attitude while on the cross that day. Can you imagine? You're only this far away from death. He had a most important revelation. This man recognized something unique about the man on the center cross, and he took hold of the greatest opportunity in his life. Lord, remember me when, I come into your ki- when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus said to him, Assuredly, I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. Wow. No wonder that the centurion in charge 
of the crucifixion said, truly this man was the son of God. It was only after the resurrection that the apostles and disciples of our Lord were able to begin to understand and see the greatness of the love of God that permitted his son Jesus to die on the cross. See, so often we just see this much of any given situation. Is that right? We don't see the beginning often and we certainly don't see the end. And because we don't see the end, we say, oh, all is lost. It's terrible what's happening because we're not seeing the end. But if we would see the end, we would say with God, all is good. It's all in my control. It was under the guidance of the Holy Spirit who came on the day of Pentecost that that they were in hindsight able to see the crucifixion not as a tragedy but as the greatest triumph history has ever recorded. It is. It's a historical fact and it's a biblical fact. They perceived that while the crucifixion was the revelation of vile depravity of the human heart, it was also at the same time a revelation of the indescribable love of God for those whom he created and all those who would believe and receive. See, there's still a part that we have to play. We have to believe and receive. It's not just Jesus died for the sins of the whole world. Yes, he did. But the only ones that are going to benefit out of it are the ones that say, thank you, Jesus, for what you did on the cross at Calvary. I accept that you died for my sins. And then your life changes. The early followers of our Lord were moved to love to live sacrificially with all their hearts for Jesus Christ who laboured against his own flesh life all the way to the cross so that we, with them, for the rest of our days, could choose to live as his channels of grace and truth through which the love of the Father might reach the hearts and lives of millions of peoples right through down the ages of history as they would hear the gospel of Christ around the world. This is what the German, South African, on-fire evangelist Richard Reinhard Bonnke calls plundering, heaven to po- plundering hell to populate heaven. Got to get it right. Today we're here to worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For Jesus, we are the recipients of this great indescribable gift. We too join with the Apostle Paul saying... Thanks be to God for this unspeakable gift. John 1:14 and the word became flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory the glory of the only begotten of the father full of grace and truth. Not just partially full of grace and truth. The New Living Translation calls grace and truth unfailing love and faithfulness. So true. John bore witness of him and cried out, saying, This is he of whom I said. He who comes after me is preferred before me, for he was before me. He understood. He had revelation. And of his fullness we have all received grace for grace. For the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. 
John is saying Jesus, who is grace and truth, Jesus is the one. There is no other. He's the anointed Messiah. He is the one to follow. God hasn't changed in my, his mind. Jesus also said, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. Let us determine afresh today to fully demonstrate his grace and truth by example. Let us live, let our lives be wholeheartedly lived out in thankfulness to him. That's, that's what I'm trying to bring across today, that we should live in a greater degree of thankfulness than what we've ever done before because of what Jesus Christ has done. Jesus is the unspeakable, indescribable gift of love, grace and truth from the Father to us. Can you musicians go up, please? This Good Friday morning, if you haven't opened your heart to receive Jesus, Redeemer of all creation, as your personal Lord and Saviour, don't waste a moment. Do something about it. All God's plans for us are purposes of love. We have, well, he's going to cramp my style. All the things that I used to be able to do and enjoy, I won't be able to do anymore. He's going to give you a whole lot more than you've ever had before. Come on. That's reality. I I can say that from the front. All the things that I had in the world do not compare with what he's given me and what I have now. Nothing compares with it. To find the will of God for your life is life's greatest discovery. Let me say that again. To find the will of God for your life is life's greatest discovery. To do the will of God with your life is life's greatest achievement. Come on, that's worth writing down if you're taking notes. Some words of a song, the Saviour is waiting to enter his earth. Let me, let me just read this out to you. The Saviour is waiting to enter your, enter your heart. Why don't you let him come in? There's nothing in this world to keep you apart. What is your answer to him? Time after time he has waited before and now he is waiting again to see if you're willing to open the door. Oh, how he wants to come in. If you take one step toward the Saviour, my friend, you'll find his arms open wide. Receive him and all darkness will end within your heart he'll abide. Time after time he has waited before and now he is waiting again to see if you're willing to open the door. Oh, how he wants to come. Oh, won't you let him come in? This is not my cry. This is the cry of the one that died for you. It's not my... See, love kept him on the cross. It wasn't nails that kept him on the cross. He could have easily just come off. He's almighty God. But he didn't. Love kept him there because he had you in mind. Open your hearts to receive Jesus. He exchanged his life that you might know the love of the Father. Today would be the best day of the rest of your life if you're willing to do that. Can we just bow our heads in prayer, please? Father, we're so thankful for the 
indescribable gift that you've given to us in Jesus Christ, your son. Lord, he just didn't talk about love. He demonstrated love on the cross. And Father, I pray, Lord God, that we don't just slough this off. Oh, yeah, it was another Good Friday. He spoke a message and and I was a little bit challenged, but I didn't want to do anything about it. Father, my plea would be, Lord, to the people, do something with it today. Do something with it today. If you have the opportunity today, say, yes, Lord, I want to accept what you did on the cross of Calvary for me. And so I too can talk about this indescribable gift. Father, for all those, Lord, that have been uh, already uh, your children for a long, long time, Father, I pray that from today onwards, Lord, uh, thinking about it, they will live their life in greater thankfulness than what they've ever done before. Thankful for what you did on the cross, not for what you're going to do today or tomorrow. Just be thankful what you did on the cross and that you broke the power of death and sin over our lives and gave us the ability to enter in. So, Father, I pray, Lord, that you would seal this word to the hearts of all the people that have been within the sound of my voice. And, Father, that your name might be glorified through this message and in the lives of all those that have heard the word, for we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Can we all stand? We're going to sing a song of of thankfulness to God for what he's done. And if there's anybody here this morning that wants to respond to that invitation that I gave, don't just put it off. Don't just put it off. Just say, all right, I'm one. I want to rededicate my life. I want to give my life for the first time. Whatever it may be, don't just put it aside. Do something with the word that you've heard this morning. Thank you, Lord Jesus.